fade in. You're listening to Let's Bogart. Please welcome your host, Daniel Williston. It's me, it's just me. Welcome, buds. You are listening to Let's Bogart, the recreational review podcast where we rate hits by fading out before we fade in. So whether you're here for the plot or the pot, we'll roll camera and roll joints and curate a pairing experience both celluloid and cannabinoid in nature. Oh, this is so exciting. I'm very excited for you, the listener, because you are getting to hear the very first Bogart that is breaking away from its normal, uh, uh, the normal way of doing things. We're doing a roundtable episode tonight. We have five of the absolute coolest people working in the cannabis industry. They all are co-workers of me. I've seen them in action and they are excellent. So without further ado, I'm going to start introducing you to all these wicked people, starting with, uh, she is a, uh, a graduate of BA, uh, with a BA from Wilfrid Laurier University. She was a bud tender with Canvas Cannabis, Nova Cannabis, and Peace and Love, and she is a current key lead at Super at Toronto. Please welcome to the show, Sarah Barnes. Sarah, how are you today? Hello. Hi. I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. Now, can you uh, uh, tell everybody, where did you grow up and what is the last thing you smoked? Uh, I kind of split my time. So I grew up both in North Toronto and in Stratford, Ontario. Oh shit. Yeah. And, uh, the last thing I smoked was, oh, it was the white wedding. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, we're going to be talking about that in just a bit. Now, before we do that, we're going to introduce you to a few more folks. So, uh, 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 with, uh, a BFA from the Alberta University of Fine Arts and currently learning special effects from the College of Makeup, Art and Design and current bud tender of Super at Toronto. Please welcome to the show, Alyssa Scode. Alyssa, how Whoa. are you today? Good, how are you? Fantastic. I'm going to ask you the same question. Where did you grow up and what was the last thing you smoked? I grew up in Calgary, Alberta, and the last thing I smoked was the White Wedding. Oh, look at that. We're going to have a lot of that answer, I suppose. Everyone's getting ready for this. So uh, I'm going to keep going. Uh, he's a founder of Safe Word, a kink-positive clothing line in the process of launching, and he is a current key lead at Super at Toronto. Please welcome to the show Christian Adamo. Chris, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Tell everybody where you grew up and what's the last uh, uh, what's the last TV show you watched? Oh, uh, I grew up right here in Toronto. Right here in last, Toronto. Right here. Holy and uh, I guess the last TV show I watched would be Shameless. Shameless. I love that. Is that the U.S. version or the U.K. version? U.S. U.S. And what yeah. season are you on? Oh, I... Um, I think 10 was the one before what's currently airing. So oh, whatever's on yeah. Netflix, I watched it all. Oh my God. That's, that's a lot yeah. of seasons. It's a binge watch. <laughs> yeah. All right. And, uh, uh, she is a stand-up comedian and host of the love is everywhere podcast. She's also a current bud tender at super at Toronto. Please welcome to the show. Tracy Hamilton, Tracy, how's it going tonight? Hey, hey, Daniel. Uh, it's going really well. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. Can you tell everybody where it was you grew up and uh, 
Uh, what year, uh, what was the last thing you ate? Uh, I grew up in Markham, Ontario, and the last thing I ate was Brussels sprouts. <laughs> nice. What is there to do growing <laughs> up in Markham, Ontario? So much nothing. Do you like malls? <laughs> I hope you do. I hope you like malls hanging out at a Tim Hortons and getting drunk in the woods. <laughs> I certainly do. And who doesn't? Come on. That sounds like a great time. All right. She is a graduate of St. Lawrence College Music Theater Program. She's a choreographer, dancer, actor, and singer. And you'll hear her as the very first guest of Let's Bogart. She's a current key lead at Super at Toronto. Please welcome back to the show, Michelle Schuster. Michelle, how's it going? It's good. I'm thrilled to be back. <laughs> where did you grow up and what was your favorite thing to do where you grew up? I am from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Prairies. <laughs> yep. Uh, minus 50. Um, <laughs> and my favorite thing to do growing up that's like prairie related. Yeah. I liked to eat the blueberries as I pretended to pick them. Ah, the blueberries. I remember blueberry picking. <laughs> I'd never get home with any, but I was thrilled to be there. Did you like Saskatoon berries? Did you ever have those? Um, no, I don't like them, but yeah, I've had them. I Too don't sour. Understand. Yeah, I don't understand why anyone likes them. They're just so <laughs> excited that something grows in Saskatchewan that isn't wheat. We're prairie proud. Prairie and proud about it. All right, uh, let's get into it. Uh, uh, Alyssa, I want to ask you, what, what made you want to get into the cannabis industry? Um, that's a great question. I think when cannabis was becoming legalized, um, it was something that I thought would be a very new and exciting industry. I also really was interested in how um, cannabis is cultivated and grown. Um, so I guess that was kind of just my starting point of like what made me want to pursue a job in cannabis. Love it. What What's your favorite part of the cannabis industry? Um, I'd say like now just how many more um, trailblazers and more people who are actually trying to, I guess, break the glass ceiling more specifically, I guess, like women of color and indigenous women who are getting more into the cannabis industry. I feel like that's really like exciting and awesome to see. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm loving that. Uh, uh, we, we had a, a PK from um, like a, a uh, product knowledge uh, session with uh, a Redican recently, and they were talking about how they're family owned and indigenous owned, and that's becoming a really great selling point for some people. People are asking about that uh, uh, in the industry. If people are constantly wanting to put out there that yes, we're we're a part of that trend as well, so that seems to be trending in the right direction. Yeah, it's awesome to see. Yes, absolutely. All right, Sarah, what uh, what got you into the cannabis industry? Uh, I kind of fell into it a few years ago, uh, pre-legalization. I worked in the legacy market as a bud tender, and that's where I kind of fell in love with the plant. And uh, I found I just love talking to people about the plant um, and their experiences with it and how much it's either helped them or how much it just lets them, uh, you know, blow some steam off. Um, yeah, and so now... I am where I am. <laughs> Amazing. And do you have a favorite part of working in weed? I was going to say, I love, uh, I agree with Alyssa. I, that's, uh, those reasons are some of my reasons as well. <laughs> but um, I'm loving like the amount, like the way um, brands or LPs are trying to like differentiate themselves mm -hmm. with like such tight restrictions. Um, I love that there's so many more offerings now than there was previously. Absolutely. 
Yeah, there's mm-hmm. uh, just growing and growing, hey? Mm-hmm, That's definitely. Fa- it's fantastic. Tracy, what got you into cannabis? Um, <clears throat> well, I'm new to the cannabis industry, but I've been using cannabis medicinally for like 10 plus years because um, I have a chronic illness. So it's been like a part of my life for a really long time. And uh, I have worked many, many customer service jobs as a, an artist. <laughs> so <laughs> I was really happy to have an opportunity to combine skills of my skills working with people and my knowledge about cannabis. It was exciting to have an opportunity to combine those. And I like, I like building, being parts of the beginning of things. I like that. And with it being such a young industry, I think it's a, a really interesting place to work right now. <laughs> and it must be gratifying, too, to have the experience that you have in the, the medicinal market to be able to uh, direct people who are looking for more of a, a recreational uh, uh, use with cannabis to the thing that is going to uh, give them what they're, they're looking for, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, do you have a, 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 a something that you want to see improve in the cannabis market? Um, I th- think the most important thing to me at this moment is continuing to work on stigma. I think that we have uh, a lot of room to grow there and that there's a lot more that we could be doing to let everybody know that cannabis is just like a friendly thing that you don't have to worry about. <laughs> and <laughs> I feel like if we can really get that through to people, then we can start working on things like easing restrictions and having it be regulated in a more fair and sensical manner. <laughs> but <laughs> if people are less afraid, then we can do more with it. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Chris, uh, uh, d- uh, do you agree with that? You, are you seeing uh, um, a, a difference in the, the uh, clientele that we're serving versus what the common um, feeling toward cannabis is? Yeah, absolutely. I think we all see it in the area we work in. Um, it's really interesting to see how, you know, cannabis being such a taboo topic and, you know, being frowned upon for so long, seeing people who've tried it once or twice um, previously, uh, maybe in their youth, come back, you know, in their older age and be like, hey, you know, it's legal. I'm ready to try it. Let's go off and hook me up with something that's going to blow my mind. Yeah, absolutely. And what yep. got you into the cannabis industry? Uh, I'm, I love weed. <laughs> <laughs> we all love smoking weed. So I also love smoking weed. And I think the opportunity to work with cannabis and, um, you know, grow with the industry because it is very new and it's like exciting to see, as mentioned, like everything um become destigmatized like slowly and like being a part of that process and uh you know kind of having a say at least what goes on in our very small community like our store uh like you know feels good yeah absolutely michelle what got you into Mm. cannabis um yeah mine's less i guess of a cute story (laughs) (laughs) when i just like had all these jobs lined up in the arts industry for 2020 Mm-hmm. And obviously when the pandemic hit, I just had to like r- immediately pivot. Um, and it just so happened that I've secretly been following Trish Lackey's career through all these Canadian companies. Um, <laughs> and so I worked at David's Tea, I worked at Sage and uh, I heard she was looking for 
people for this new cannabis store opening in Toronto. I I've used cannabis for many years. Um, and I was used to working in retail specifically sort of like health and wellness. Um, so this like kind of was like an easy transition in terms of like terpene profiles is similar, similar to essential oils. It's this concept that like we're, we're healing people, but we have no medical backgrounds, so we can't (laughs) really talk about things, but like we have to skirt around them. Um, currently I still like, or I really like that. I think we are taking steps toward destigmatization. Like I'm the concept to me that we're seeing people 50s, 60s, 70s who maybe wouldn't have been smoking are now doing it or, you know, having a little gummy here or there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, even in the, in the last bunch of years, even before legalization, I remember it was such a big deal when like Obama or Justin Trudeau like uh, uh, admitted to having tried it in college. Like that was like, yeah. oh! and it's like, well, the, the numbers <laughs> seem to say that a bunch of us did. So half of you gasping also did this exact same thing. Yeah, right? well, and just the concept to me that like we're so cool with like binge drinking and sure. and that sort of world and and. Yet we a little puff of smoke. It's like, how dare you? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Listen, we're going to play a game because we have all of these wonderful, fun people here right now. So we're going to play Two Truths and a Lie Weed Edition. Two other truths and one is a lie. Now it's time for Two Truths and a Lie. Yeah. This is going to be the game where everybody uh, gets a turn to say two true things and one lie thing that all has to do with them and the weed that has been a part of their lives. And then uh, uh, the rest of us, the the rest of the four people are going to have to decide which one was the lie. And then uh, if, if there's a tie, I'll break the tie. So let's have Alyssa. Do you want to go first? <laughs> um, I actually don't know if I understand it completely. Can someone else go? Oh God! I'm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does anyone who who has a, a pre-planned two truths? I'm ready. Lie? Okay, I'm ready. hit us. Okay, number one. Mm-hmm. I switch up my consumption method between every session. Ooh. Number two. I used to have a pipe and I named it Ophelia Balls. Number three, I can't, cannot fall asleep without cannabis. Oh, that's interesting. All right. Now, Tracy, Alyssa, Chris, and Sarah, what do you think is the lie? What do you think is the truth? I think number one's the lie. I think you're not switching up the method every time. Okay. I think number one's the lie, too. Oh, that's two. What about Alyssa? Okay, yeah, I guess I'll go with number one as well. Number one as well. And Chris, are you going to go with that? I'm torn. I'm torn. <gasps> what do, two what do you definitely, think? I know twos are the truth. It sounds. I'm torn between one and three, you know, but everyone's going with one. So I'm, I'm going to have to stick with the majority. I'm going to have to say one. All right. That is four people who all think one. Michelle, which one's the lie? Number three. Ah, she fooled everybody. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, Sarah, you're up. Ready. What do you got for us? All right. Uh, I can smoke all day, every day. Mm-hmm. One hitters and joints are my favorite way to consume. And I'm a legendary blunt roller. Oh, all right. Tracy, what do you think of that? I think number one is a lie. 
Okay, Chris? I'm going to have to say three. Ooh, Descent in the Ranks. Alyssa? I want to say number three, two. <laughs> okay, two for three. And Michelle? I'm going with Tracy. I think it's number one. Okay, Sarah, what do you think? I'm not a legendary blunt roller. Ah! <laughs> all day, I wanted to day. believe it. <laughs> I had I so much faith to. in you. I wish to. I wish <laughs> I, I was to. <laughs> all right, Chris, what do you got for us? Two truths and a lie, buddy. All right, all right. Oh, sorry, that's my fork. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay, I smoke weed with my mom. Mm -hmm. One of the first times I got really, really stoned was off an edible. And I fell asleep under a park tree once when I got stoned. Ooh. Oh. Mm. Michelle, what do you think of those? I don't think it was an edible. Oh, it's number okay. two. Number two. All right. Alyssa? Yeah, I don't think the edible is real either. All right, Sarah? Uh, I don't think you smoke with your mom. Okay. <laughs> and Tracy? I'm going to go with the mom as well. Okay. Two for the mom and two for the edible. What is it, Chris? What's the lie? My mom would never go. <laughs> oh, join the ranks, bud. I've got my mom as part of my pot podcast and she won't smoke with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the edible's the truth. I had a I bought three brownies off of somebody for someone's birthday and I ate a whole one. <laughs> oh, no. That's a classic mistake. People always yeah. think, you know, you're not going to it's because it's not smoking it, you're not going to get like really really blasted but edibles are, are the hardest way to control what your high is going to be i know and everybody seems to sort of have this mentality of like oh it's not as scary like it's just a brownie like that kind of thing <laughs> when we have customers come in who are new consumers and they want edibles and i was like are you sure <laughs> like, why do you take one of these small edibles yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right Alyssa, how do you feel now okay so two truths and a lie yeah I used to love smoking blunts. Uh -huh. I had a bong named Mystique. Ooh. And the first method of smoking that I've ever smoked cannabis with was an apple bong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, Tracy, what do you think of those? I'm going to say no apple bong. No apple bong. Sarah? Not for the first time. What was the first thing you said again? Uh, I love to smoke blunts. Yeah, it's the apple bong thing. Apple bong. Okay, Chris? <laughs> One. One? Okay. Yes. Michelle. Yeah, I'm not on the blunt train. Yeah. Alyssa, what, yeah. Do, you, what do you think? It was the apple bong. Apple bong! Hey! Oh. Finally got one. <laughs> <laughs> you love blunts. I we used yeah, to love them before they got banned in Canada. Mm -hmm. Fair, fair. <laughs> do you do you smoke cigarettes as well? Me? No. Um I used to roll my own cigarettes in art school. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I don't really smoke cigarettes, no. Fair enough, fair enough. Amazing. And so, Tracy. Yeah. You're the last one. Okay. Two truths and a lie. Um, I prefer a fruity, citrusy terpene profile. Mm -hmm. I make delicious edibles. And my mom is a bigger stoner than I am. <gasps> oh, those seem reasonable. <laughs> Michelle, what do you think of those? Uh, like, my I, instinct is that I know she makes, like, great salves and, like, creams and lotions and stuff. Uh-huh. But have I seen or heard her say anything about making edibles? Mm. 
I'm going to go with edibles. Okay. Okay. Alyssa? Um, I'm just going to go with the fruity, citrusy weed. Ooh, I don't know. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? This is tough. This is tough. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Michelle on that. I'm gonna say two. All right, all right. Yeah. And yeah. Sarah, I'm gonna go with the, the delicious edibles. Okay, what's the lie, Tracy? It's true. I've never made edibles. I love, ah! I love to bake, but I've never but I've never made edibles. <laughs> and I know about your mom being a huge stoner. Yeah, that's right. She cool. <laughs> Shout out to Tracy's mom. Yeah, my my really cool hippie mom. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? We all came here to do uh, uh, two things. One of the things was uh, smoke the same strain and talk about it. And the second thing was watching a movie uh, and talking about that. So uh, let's talk about this strain. Who wants to tell us about uh, what they know about the LP? <laughs> First of all, what is an LP? A licensed producer. Hey, that's great. So the licensed producer for this one, Chris, is Msigu. Msigu. And what do you what do you know about them? Anyone? They are majority owned uh, by an indigenous group. Fantastic. The the Micmac, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, because it means grass. Yeah, oh, yes. in Micmac. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is super cheeky and fun. Yeah, uh, I believe the company was also founded by um, this like woman pharmacist. Oh, that's like a big thing. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I don't I can't remember her name right now, but she was she like started it and was like, I just want to make like really good weed for people. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. A noble uh, goal. A, mm. a very noble goal. Absolutely. Uh, it's grown in Nova Scotia. So it's uh, East Coast weed. Um, uh, who, uh, uh, the, the strain that this is, is called white wedding. Uh, does anyone know what the, the strain, the it's act- wedding cake and girl scout cookie. Yeah. <laughs> Which oh. I understand. I, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a whole lot of sugar and it's a very, it's a very sweet profile. Uh, Tracy, what were you, what were you getting? Uh, what smells were you getting from this thing? Uh, first of all, super, super terpenes on this thing, like yeah. mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. in the tube tube, in my stash box, stunk up my whole apartment. Like <laughs> <laughs> this that stuff was smelly in the best way. Oh yeah. It, it smells to me sort of like damp woods. Yeah. Like, like not in a bad way, not like a musty smell, just like that, like fresh, wet forest kind of smell. Yeah. Like mossy. Yeah, exactly. And even like even the ash on the joint looked like moss. It was the strangest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. That's awesome. Yeah, I always think of when I smell when I smell uh, stuff like this. It always reminds me of the opening to Fred Penner when he would be like walking <laughs> around in the forest and putting his guitar case under the log and sneaking under there. Exactly. Just yeah, damps and the, the cat woods. came back. Cat came back <laughs> very next day. <laughs> uh chris what, do you, what uh, uh, did it taste that way as well was the was the taste uh, akin to the smell no it was not daniel Ooh. <laughs> at least not for myself sure what did you what did you get from it uh very like peppery a little spicy mm-hmm. 
musty. <laughs> it's very earthy, very. But I'm like, I found it to be a little bit of a harsh smoke. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Alyssa, did you find that as well? That it was uh, pretty harsh. I would say that I did kind of get peppery and spicy as well. Um, it's hard to say if it was harsh because I honestly smoked half of it first because I can't smoke a whole joint. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say like definitely the spice kind of came through when you're smoking it. Mm-hmm. That clovey kind of yeah kinda taste to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Tracy, uh, uh, let's let's go around um, and talk about what the effects were on everybody. Because effects is a weird thing to talk about as as bud tenders were were directed away from talking about what the uh, the the feelings and effects are because it's subjective. Everyone's endocannabinoid system is completely different. Uh, uh, your reaction to each strain is going to be different, but maybe if we all five of us talk about what we felt, there's a, there's a commonality that can be found in something like that. So Tracy, what did you feel on this strain? Yeah. Uh, for me, it was like very perma smiley, uh-huh. which I really enjoyed. Um, I felt like it was a really good strain to smoke and watch a movie. Hmm. Um, I was, it was just like very happy, very joyful, giggly, like the perfect match for a comedy. Yeah. Sarah, do you, do you agree with that or did you, uh, yeah, 100%. I added my notes. I was like, I was grinning like the whole time. (laughs) Um, I found it really, yeah, I was grinning a lot. Um, and I don't know how to explain this, but I felt like, uh, I was getting like shivers through my brain, but like in a good way. Like, uh, like almost like goosebumps too, maybe, I don't know, like on the sides of my head, like I, I liked it. (laughs) Um, I kind of felt that occasionally and, uh, I was a fan of it. (laughs) Sweet. Chris, what'd you feel, buddy? Yeah, uh, I felt it was very heady. Um, made me feel very light. Um, had a good time. I definitely enjoyed the movie. Um, I feel like, uh, I mean, depending on your tolerance uh, for me i definitely could have used the uh second out of you know a three pack but uh mm-hmm. it was good really yeah <laughs> like halfway through i was like i'm gonna smoke from my bong now no way like three quarters of this joint and i was like yeah that might have been too much like <laughs> i still have to find the movie online and this is a problem <laughs> Alyssa, what uh, what uh what did you experience on this yeah, I think going back to like the heady and like smiley kind of reactions to it, it kind of reminded me of when you're tipsy and you're not too drunk, but it kind of was like making you giggly and laugh and like, I don't know, your face is kind of red. Like it kind of felt like that without being drunk. Yeah, kind of flushy, uh, almost like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, burning on the cheeks. I get that. Cool. Michelle, what did you feel? Well, I smoked two joints of White Wedding. <laughs> yeah, because I felt I got really heady, kind of the high you're describing, but like uh, I wanted more giggle mm-hmm. and less like for me, it was really in the eyes. Oh, I yeah. kind of felt squinty and like that's not how I necessarily would choose to watch a comedy. <laughs> but I got in my head. So I was watching it with my boyfriend mm-hmm. and I both of us were like quoting the movie before things would happen. <laughs> and so then like when they would happen, we'd be like, Haha, we knew it <laughs> as if that was enjoyable. Very odd. Um, but I'd say it was I felt really heavy, really quick. Mm-hmm. And then um, it was right around when she says she has vomit in her hair that we smoked a second joint. 
Oh, that's early on too. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> not really. It's like just before halfway. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's still. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, we still got stuff to do. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I I agree with those. I I got a the relaxation of the the Girl Scout cookies, but the giggly and euphoric of the uh uh of the wedding cake i i had a really good time i thought this was a great strain for a comedy i thought it was a great strain for a movie i i wasn't like i wasn't like zapped of energy so that i was falling asleep but i wasn't like oh i my my fingers are are moving fast i want to do something <laughs> you know i was able to concentrate it was very good i had a good time so uh uh, uh tracy if you were to sell this strain to somebody what would be the the headline of what your your pitch would be i would sell it on the terpenes yeah yeah i would sell it on the smell yeah the fact that it's got a really intense smell and it's really like rich like you can you can smell that it's expensive (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah, I was getting that it's it's very caryophylline forward, mm-hmm. but the the humulene I thought really is the thing that like the the uh that woody, earthy, uh spicy thing yeah. that we were all talking that about. That one's a great selling point too because humulene reduces the munchies. Like mm-hmm. you're less likely to eat your oh, refrigerator. Oh, that's if fantastic. there's humulene in it. There's some light research on that. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, that. we've been told actually, um, I was like, when it comes to humulene, we've been, uh, we've been told by some producers or some by reps that uh, humulene can go either way. It either makes you really hungry or not at all. Mm. I've heard that it's supposed to be an appetite suppressant. So I prefer to say that too. Sure, sure, sure. But. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. How about uh, Chris? Uh, what would be the headline for you selling this thing? I'll give you like a little pitch right now. You ready? Pitch me. <laughs> hey, nerd. Do you like Bill Idol? <laughs> of course you do. It's a nice day for a white wedding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you went the opposite way of Tracy. I love and that. Scene. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, what's what's selling this thing for you? Um, the yeah, the smell alone, um, like a three pack, it it can make a whole room smell. I thought I loved it. The smoke was so dank. Yeah, like I was a huge fan of that um, because <laughs> not a lot of or I don't know. I don't smoke. I guess the dankest stuff all the time nowadays. But that. It was it was also a really like warm smoke too, like a warm taste. Mm. Yeah, yeah, cinnamon. I, yeah, I'd mm. like so I'd I'd probably yeah, rely on like the dry taupe that I got, which was yeah, like a little earthy, a bit of floral, and then I got like you know a bit of that spicy peppery. Sure, sure. But yeah, I, it's, it was like a warm taste. It was really nice. Amazing. Alyssa, what, what, uh, what? How do you sell this thing? I think yeah, the smell alone is really good to like sell on. I also like the fact that it's maybe a smaller LP and it's like more of a craft cannabis brand. Sure, um, yeah. And that's the fact that it's like based in Nova Scotia and it's like partially indigenous owned. Mm-hmm. Um, I think are all really like interesting factors about it. Um, the the fact that they have like their their sativa, their hybrid, and their indica out there, like they they are specializing in those three right now is there it, mm-hmm. does anyone know are they coming out with any new strains? yeah apparently they have an ice cream cake dropping soon is what oh. i've oh. heard <laughs> the queen of the ice cream cake herself michelle, <laughs> <laughs> michelle how are you how are you selling this thing okay 
so uh, although I would agree with everything everyone said right now, there's still this huge trend. Like we're all seeing that people just care about what THC percentage it says. So this is the strain where you go, oh yeah, you think you want high percentage and you don't care about anything else? Like, boom, <laughs> this <laughs> will knock you off your socks. You know, this gives you, and this gives you why some cannabis strains are expensive, sure. right? Yeah. They're putting that little bit of extra into it. So yeah, sure. We're seeing like a pretty high yielding percentage. So that, that appeals to the people who maybe don't know everything about cannabis. Absolutely. And then when they smoke it, they go, Oh, but the flavor profile, mm-hmm. you know, the high, the, this, the, that. And I'd also suggest that because the, although it's an indica leaning hybrid, it really is a hybrid in that, you know, you did all get the giggly kind of fun side of it and the calm relaxation. You're getting that mix. Love that. Love that. Oh, that's fantastic. I'll tell you, uh, after all of that, I'm going to have to buy some more myself. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that brings us to the end of our first segment, which means it's time for another game. This is a game called (laughs) In It to Minute. In It to Minute. In It to Minute. Now, usually this game is played by having one minute on the clock, and uh, a single guest will have to describe the events that happen in the movie. Uh, now, of course, we have five guests and one host, so that means we are going to do a little variation on that game. We are going to have two minutes, but we have to tell everything that happens in The Wedding Singer uh, one word at a time. <laughs> yeah. So, Tracy, okay. you're going to start. Sarah, you're going to go after Tracy. Got it? Okay. Yes. All right. Alyssa, you're going to go after Sarah. Got it? Okay. <laughs> Chris, you're going to go after Alyssa. Got it? Got it. Michelle, you're going to go after Chris. Yeah. And then I'm going to go after you. And oh, we're gonna, shit. We're going to see <laughs> if we can get through the entirety of the wedding show. We're looking for a basic beginning, middle, and end. Is everybody ready? Uh, yeah. You know who you <laughs> yeah. come after. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, fantastic, because we have two minutes to get through this. Oh Let's God. do it. Three, two, one, Tracy, go! Hey, man. Things. I didn't hear what you said. Uh, sings. A man sings. Oh, marriage. What? A man sings marriage. <laughs> um, a man sings marriage songs. Two. People. Think is oh wait <laughs> two many people people uh I mean, people, a man sings marriage songs to people <laughs> people who I don't know enjoy no, um I'm in people enjoy again oh my god this is I'm oh like, no no this is going so good we have a minute left. <laughs> Uh, a man sings <laughs> marriage songs to people who, 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 and then Alyssa, yeah, just who are <laughs> who are uh, customers. What? <laughs> <laughs> However, a heartbreak occurs. 
leaving him to uh uh rise rage vomits <laughs> buzz Um, and (laughs) five seconds. And that's time. What did we get here? So, so I think we got a uh, a man who sings marriage Marriage songs songs to people to people who. Who enjoy? <laughs> I was trying to see like a heartbreak. Thing. A heartbreak occurs. Occurs. Occurs, causing him to him to rise, rise rage, but mitzvah. Or mitzvah. <laughs> you I heard it here first, this. folks. The wedding singer, as told by a bunch of bartenders and super rat. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we are going to find out what everyone thought about the wedding singer right here on Let's Bogart. Please come back. All right, we're back. That was uh, that was wonderful. Uh, uh, right on point. It was very good. So the wedding singer. What did everybody think? 10 out of 10. Classic. <laughs> Classic. That's dear to my heart. What was, uh, what, what did everyone like about, uh, uh, or what did you think about the writing of the script? The actual words that people are saying, the story that's being told. I thought it was good and silly in a sort of hyper reality way that I like in comedy. Uh huh. Where everybody is sort of a cartoon character and I like that it was written that way, even visually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's the, the style of the movie. It's a, like it has an almost cartoon quality, which I enjoyed. It's really clear that it was filmed in the '90s, mm-hmm. like about the '80s. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. like it had a '90s energy, but it was like doing the '80s bits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of that cartooniness, like uh, the the costumes, I thought were just incredible. Like they the the woman who did the costumes, I have her name somewhere. It is Mona May. Mona May did the costumes for uh, uh, um, Disney. She did Enchanted and she did The Haunted House. And she also Ooh, did cool. uh, uh, 8mm, the Nicolas Cage movie 8mm about <laughs> oh, yeah. investigating snuff films. So her Whoa. career is varied, at, but also very like extreme. Like she tends mm-hmm. to do extreme stuff. I think that that. Uh, really supported the cartoony <laughs> uh, characters that were uh, circling around the the two the two main ones. I think that they maybe could have done a better job writing Julia's character. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. I think. That, yeah, there were definitely some like some pretty problematic things in this movie. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I, it's been a long time since I've watched it and going into it, I was expecting it to be worse that way. Oh yeah. Like, oh. I was expecting there to be more that I took issue with. Oh, and sure. it, it really, it was just a couple of scenes. And then my sort of general feeling about most romantic comedies where at the end, I'm like, these people should not be together. <laughs> <laughs> why, uh, why shouldn't they be together? Cause she wasn't even gonna, she wanted to leave her fiance. 
she was crying in the mirror trying to say his name after her name. And then she was like, oh, I like Robbie. I'll go see what he's up to. And then thinks that he's not interested. So she's like, well, I guess I'll just stay with the guy whose name makes me cry. (laughs) You know, like she needs to be single. This girl needs therapy. And so does Adam Sandler's character, for sure. Yeah. Like needs to work on his rage issues, for sure. I mean, I would cry too if my last name was Guglia. So. Absolutely, you would. Um, so I think, oh, yeah. I think maybe uh, if they they could be a couple together, that I would be happy to see if they took like a I don't know three to five year minimum uh, break to to just pursue their own mental health. I was gonna say like six months. <laughs> oh man, you don't heal self-esteem issues that make you almost fly off to Vegas to marry some asshole who uh, you don't want to marry in six months. Yeah. You don't work that but shit again, out that fast. She saw Linda <laughs> in his Van Halen shirt. <laughs> I would have run too. Michelle, do you do you agree with that relationship advice for these two characters? I, I'm of the mindset where I'm like, ugh, be together <laughs> and you don't ruin anybody else. <laughs> For me, like, I love Holly. <laughs> she, yeah. to me, is like one of my favorite characters in the movie in that they're like slut shaming her the whole time. And then she's like, you don't know he's going to get laid. And then she's like, you know what? Like, yeah. And I'm like, yes, bitch, own your sexuality. You have sex with whoever you want. That's yeah, right. I liked her. Like and like, yeah, wear Madonna costumes casually. <laughs> like when she's eating breakfast after they've gone to the bar and she's in like a full costume eating breakfast, <laughs> I laughed really hard because I was like, no, you didn't put on your bangles to eat your cereal. You didn't do that. <laughs> well, I think that's part of the genius of Christine Taylor, because I think like mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. The, the, the main character, I think. Uh, the the trope of the fem- the lead female or any females in an Adam Sandler movie tend to be kind of wildly underwritten because they're not yeah. thinking about mm-hmm. who, who what funny uh, female are we going to put in this role. They're like, we've got the funny guys and then we'll bring in <laughs> some like beautiful women to then oogle and make jokes about. Yeah. But I think Christine Taylor brings a lot of that sex positivity and uh, uh, arc to that character when she's talking totally when she's talking about like being with all these guys and how quickly she falls in love with uh with robbie and then when she realizes that there's something between robbie and her she's like oh okay and she she sort of moves on very quickly but she's still like she's feeling very deeply about all those things i thought that Mm -hmm. was really cool and i think that that's something that she brings that makes the movie better than it it was designed to be 100 percent Sarah, what did you think of uh what did you think of uh uh, uh Holly? Holly? Yeah, Holly. Yeah. I liked Holly. I was actually I was thinking when I watched it again, I was like, oh, when I watched this probably in my early 20s, I was like, I wanna I wanna be Holly. <laughs> or like <laughs> I don't know. I liked how she dressed too, because I loved the 80s when I was younger. Um, this I, I like her. She I don't like her at one point in the movie because she causes things <laughs> like she's she's the one who you know tells Robbie that the only reason Julia's with him is for like security and whatnot but um that kind of like then you know well that's that kind of needs to happen in order for everything else stir the pot <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like I was like she shouldn't be saying those things that's not exactly the truth but then also maybe it is <laughs> so I like now as an adult yeah I kind of I kind of I yeah I like Holly still 
I really like her. Alyssa, is there anyone in the in the cast of characters in this movie that you uh, admired? I like the old lady. I can't remember her name. Though. Oh yeah, yes. Rosie. Yeah, like she's just like bench pressing, and then she's like this little petite lady. Yeah, she's like the star of the movie. I feel. I agree. She was their whole marketing campaign was built around "Spin Me Right Round, Baby," and her doing a rapper's delight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happening at the end of the trailer. I, I remember that trailer coming out and people dying in the theater. She's an old lady. Why does she know all the words? Oh yeah, I learned rapper's delight from her. Like that's how I learned it. Because <laughs> I had the soundtrack to um, I had the soundtrack and the VHS of Wedding Singer since I was ten. Oh my god! So I've listened. Awesome. To you don't need to brag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a seminal film for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah her performance is wonderful because she is. Well, I, there's an example of doing. A, I mean, well, she she is a comedic character. Like having her with the meatballs and all of that. Like she's just a crazy. <laughs> that old lady. meatball scene is wild. <laughs> it's, <the laughs> it's, wild. it's when she touches the meatballs in his hand yeah. that I'm just like, no. <laughs> There's a real tactile disgust in that. Ew, you yeah. feel the meat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But her singing that lovely song from uh, oh what Music Man. Music Man. And we love a musical delight. theater reference. Oh, come on now. <laughs> I loved it. Did anybody else kind of forget that like Adam Sandler can sing? Yeah. yeah. Specifically yeah. during Love Stinks. Yeah. I was like, oh, his voice can actually do a full, the full range of it, as yeah. opposed to just sort of the yelly stuff sometimes he does. Yeah, I'm I think like, like because like most of his comedy music was sort mm-hmm. of like that very, very filtered Adam Sandler character sound. voice. Yeah, yeah that no? thing. <laughs> and it, so I kind of forgot. But like, no, he's got it. Like, he's got pipes. He can actually like really sing. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's me. It's great that they gave him an opportunity like this. Yeah. Well, I mean, he came up with the idea, so he had pitched it to the writer and director as like, let's do uh, a movie about a wedding singer who gets left at the altar. That was basically and, the, the the pitch. And the writer plays the bartender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim Hurley. Uh, really? Like, I was cool. like, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> that's the director that's you you put yourself in your own movie i love that bit so good <laughs> they're also the writer and director team of of uh tim hurley and uh frank karachi um that uh they've directed and written everything that adam sandler has done since billy madison wow right so it's like every single movie they've been like working on this formula for all like from 1995 or whenever uh billy madison is all the way up to hubie halloween oh wow interesting i guess like the the thing that everyone says against adam sandler is that he's just bringing a bunch of his friends in to all like do a movie together but that also sounds like isn't that what so many that's what everything is like tim burton does that yeah Yeah, exactly every director every director has actors who they love to work with every everyone has preferences like that you find people who understand a language that you can talk to be able to come up with the thing that that eventually goes on to become a successful film and i think Mm -hmm. that 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 currency of being able to communicate with somebody is really important yeah and and being able to bring up the people who like helped you when you needed it sure yeah 
right? Like that's what the that's what arts communities can do, right? Like yeah. lift up other voices once you've gotten the platform to lift. Definitely. He's getting his friends paid. I love it. Yeah, yeah. hey man, giving them jobs. <laughs> that's fantastic. Now, I want to talk again, Tracy, you mentioned that uh, the the cartooniness of the characters, mm. and I really, uh, uh, I'm really into that because I do think that, like Michelle, you were, or who was saying about uh, Adam Sandler's singing? It was you, Tracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, he he is doing something different in this movie than he had ever done before in his movies like the characters of billy madison happy gilmore the big hits of his oh, he, yeah. he wasn't so as present right like, he wasn't a real guy he's a caricature yes. yeah he's exactly. a cartoon character and so i thought it was interesting that in the movie that he does here he is trying to do something else because he's doing like the mumblecore thing right he's very muted unless he's exploding yeah. yes and he still does have those like classic Adam Sandler moments, but they're fewer in this and far movie. between. But they're fewer and far between. So I think that, like, I don't know if this was part of this choice on his part, but you know, Adam Sandler can be sort of polarizing um, from mm-hmm. a comedy perspective, right? Like, you either are really into what he does, or it's really not for you. Yeah. And I feel like this movie was something that was palatable for everyone. Like, you don't have to be into Adam Sandler to enjoy him in this movie. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I kind of, I've said, like, I feel like this is his least, like, least Sandler-y film. Yes. <laughs> like, it's his least Sandler-y film. And I like that. <laughs> Does everyone agree with that? That this, this is what you'd consider the pinnacle of the Adam Sandler movie? Um, pinnacle, but I feel like this was... Him sort of stepping, he used his bag of tricks to show that he could do something else. Sure. Right? It's not that, like, he still does the silly voices. Like, when he sings in some of the bits or when he erupts, you hear, like, Adam Sandler-isms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it isn't what he leads with for the first time, I would suggest. Yeah. Yeah. Alyssa, would you say that this is your, your favorite Adam Sandler movie, or do you have a different one? Um, that's a good question. I would say that I was surprised how much I like it for an Adam Sandler movie. I did like Uncut Gems. Um, but yeah, like I think Adam Sandler, he's like one of those actors that it's just hard for him to kind of break out of anything different once he's like found his, I guess, acting niche. Yeah. But he does when he works, I guess, with uh, uh, directors who are as clear about what they're looking for as the mm-hmm. safety brothers or uh paul paul thomas anderson because i thought him and punch drunk love there was still uh, he's still not completely shedding who he is but he mm. is showing a, a very vulnerable and different side to himself that was With, such a good movie I agree. Yeah. That was so good. yeah and his performance like again it's it's playing with the two the two extremes of whispery mumblecore uh, uh, state of <laughs> state of being acting and exploding in, in violence and, and shouting. Yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, it was really, uh, it was used artfully in those movies in a way that I think uh, they, they, they got to a bit of in, in this one in wedding. Mm-hmm. You think that's true, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I think we're also forgetting uh, a fan, 
unpopular opinion. I'm actually a really big Adam Sandler fan. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, aside from like, you know, the new Huey, Dewey, Louie, whatever, whatever, Halloween. Um, you know, Rain Over Me was a fantastic film where he, he really stepped outside that like Adam. Oh, I forgot about that one. You're like funny voice man. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, Punch Drunk Love, you know, he still had his like his little isms. But, yeah. um, you know, that was one role that he really broke out and like, you know, I think it was like 14 at the time, but I remember watching it in theaters and being like, wow, like I'm actually like moved. This was like very emotional. And like for Adam Sandler, I was like, wow, <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's something real, like he can, he can manage that truthfulness. Hey, like that, that earnesty. Yeah. That I think that uh, came from, even though there's cartoons in this movie, like all the characters are really uh, uh, exaggerated, which I think is why it lended itself so well to musical theater when they adapted it into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, they, they, though they are exaggerated, they are truthful, right? Like e- even the, the pieces of shit like Sammy, like his his buddy oh. there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. What a piece of shit that guy is. But he's so but he's, he has a heart. He has yeah. a heart. He cares. Oh, yeah. Glenn don't have no heart. No. Well, yeah. Glenn is <laughs> Glenn is yeah, there's absolutely nothing redeemable about Glenn. That that was like one of the hardest points. Yeah, where I was like, How are you still with him? He has oh my God. Be, like even okay, fine, he has like money, but like does he have that much money? Because you're not sitting first class on a plane. Yeah. yeah. So if you're flying coach, if you're marrying someone who's like rich, 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 and you're willing to like put aside all of your opinions about human decency, at least you better be filthy rich flying me first class. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, really, yeah. really, you're in coach. Boo, boo. Uh, but you know, was- like uh, it, it was wrong. If she wasn't in it for the money, uh, she just could not be alone. That's right. Yeah. Right, because that's worse. That's worse. <laughs> So that's also something I want to ask about. Sarah, what did you think of uh, if if this film has a meaning? What do you think that meaning was and do you agree with it? Oh, um it could have two of from the point of Robbie, it's like, oh, don't give up on the guy who might seem like he's going nowhere. He could end up writing like a hit song and getting and getting uh and getting seen by Billy Idol. But um for Julia from that point of view, um, it was, it's, yeah, it's not a good, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it wasn't a good example of the type of relationship she should be in. Sure. <laughs> um, and, and it is, it's very, or in a way it shows you the type of relationship that you can fall into easily, maybe even especially for women sometimes when it comes to, um, I don't know, being with certain men, um, but where you might feel like, well, this was obviously more of a thing in like the 80s mm-hmm. where you were relying on men a lot more or you were relying on them to um, be like the sole breadwinners anyways. So it makes sense to be with someone who's like that. But sure. um, I always, the ultimate meaning, let's say, is like you should be with the one you actually love, like true love kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess you should be waiting for that true love. Yeah. Alyssa, do you agree with that uh, 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 interpretation of what the movie's about? Um, yeah, I feel like it was kind of a... Know, it was showing just, like, the hopeless romanticism and just, like, putting expectations on people for kind of, like, marriage reasons and just, like, how <laughs> people have certain perceptions of, like, how relationships sh- should be and that kind of, like, gets lost in communication 
And then there's like kind of a breakdown that happens between people, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. Michelle, what do you think? Uh, what do I think the moral of the wedding singer is? Yeah. <laughs> um, damn. Uh, probably that you need to find someone who loves like your faults as much as your strengths. Like, cause to me, like something about the two of them, the scene that like, I don't know, always like hits me a little more is when they go to the photographer lady mm-hmm. and she's like, there's something about you two. And she's like, obviously a little bit of cuckoo bird energy, but I'm like, the fact that like when you see two people together that like their energy is so well matched, mm. you know, like I've seen friends where I'm like, oh, you're with the person you like should be with. <laughs> right. And so I think mm. that scene to me was like, right. Like they are meant to be whether they're, you know, whether that's healthy or not, <laughs> I that's uh, <laughs> otherly. But yeah, I think maybe something along those lines. Mm. Chris, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of questionable things in this film, looking back on it, uh, you know, with fresh eyes as an adult. Yeah. Um, but I think ultimately the point they were trying to get across was, um, you know, you know, it's not always about security and money and like who you're, you know, like status. It's about, you know, like Michelle was saying, someone who's going to love you through those quirks and like, you know, you know, their little argument and they still are like madly in love with each other and it's clearly tearing them up. So, you know, mm. it's just like true love prevails, I guess. And it's not like always like the Adam Sandler, like, uh, like go to yeah, like, the formula is, is underdogs comedy, win. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Underdog gets the girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Tracy, what do you, what do you think of that? Um, I think like intended message, <clears throat> true love, uh, go for the one that you really want. Love people. <laughs> not in spite of their faults, but because of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, The message that actually came through, I think was more the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Did you just recently get left at the altar? You should immediately pursue an engaged coworker. Um, Are you still engaged and on the way to your wedding, but you're not into the guy that you're about to marry? Yeah. Go with this other guy. <laughs> He's right here. <laughs> yeah, there there does require us a, a level of convenience for these plots to uh, even make sense that uh, uh, doesn't doesn't <laughs> translate well into the real world. Oh, I also want to actually ask something. If anyone else noticed this, yes. Um, it's honestly a really small thing. It's not really about the storyline, but it could be. Um, you know when Robbie's sitting on the steps and um, Linda comes to see him to explain what happened? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's holding the wedding cake topper that he's holding. It has a blonde woman on it. And I'm like, no woman would pick a different colored hair woman for the wedding cake topper. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> foreshadowing like that, that like um, Julia's, Julia has like short blonde hair and like that's what the wedding, uh, that's what the wedding statue has. So I think it. I don't know. I was like, oh, is that just like a continuity error? Like the person was like, oh, we can get us a blonde one right now. Or like, or yeah, is that's it, true. Kind of foreshadowing um, that. 
Yeah, I, I like it as foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, and another thing, again, that I kind of noticed uh, with their outfits, um, Ru- uh, Robbie and Julia's outfits kind of always went together and were kind of the yeah. same style. Mm-hmm. But Glenn always dressed like he was on Miami Vice, <laughs> and it was joked about that too. And yeah. then also, and then like Holly, she dresses like Madonna, right? So, or like the very yeah, classic like 80s looks. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I found uh, their outfits were always very similar. So I was like, I think that's that was also something too. That's a good catch. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice that. Hey, do you I guys remember? <laughs> do you guys remember when Adam Sandler puts a little girl's hands on his butt? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then like encouraging all of that. All of them. Yeah. yeah. All of them. Like the little boy putting his hands down. on her butt. Yeah. Yep. Assault. So and weird. we all are laughing it. about. You're it. encouraging. Yeah. yeah. Where? Yeah. He. Uh, uh, makes it ve- a very public circumstance, and then this little kid yeah. just goes for it for some reason because he was raised in the patriarchy and <laughs> puts his hands on her. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> and then, the and then Adam Sandler's like, "Just go with it." Like she's clearly like disturbed by it, and he's yeah. like, "Ha ha! What a funny thing! Just let it happen." <laughs> I created <laughs> and then this puts room a little girl's children hands on his butt. assaulting each other. <laughs> what a horrible ringleader oh yeah i wrote in capital letters glorifying touching slash grabbing a woman's butt yeah (laughs) when i was writing and like even though these were all like this is all fiction none of this really happened except that a real little actress had to really put her hands on adam sandler's (laughs) butt yeah yeah not did not hold up the best (laughs) but but help surprisingly held up much better than other movies of the same time period that's absolutely Mm, correct yeah uh which i i think we can't get off the subject without talking about alexis arquette because she is fucking mvp in this movie oh yeah Mm -hmm. So fucking funny that that when he gets left at the altar and it he uh, crashes a thing and it immediately cuts to her oh. and, she, and she's immediately got <laughs> the mascara everywhere. running yeah. down her face. That's <laughs> so oh what a what a performance. So good. And biting the fist. Oh, I love. Oh it. my god, biting the <laughs> fist. I would like do that like when I was like recreating crying and stuff all the time, <laughs> singing the the song over and over again oh and so being good. embarrassed the by it. The fact but... that she does not know another song. <laughs> yeah. Or they don't have another song prepared for her to sing. Yeah. yeah. They just like they, never thought. they, they loop it. Then yeah. like they get to the end of the song and she's just like, I don't know what to do now. He's not back. I'm just gonna sing it again. <laughs> she did she <laughs> she what I loved most about it is that though she's embarrassed to be performing it, because obviously no one wants to perform the second song the same as the first, mm-hmm. but she's persevering. She's like doing it bravely. <laughs> yeah, she's and, a finisher. Oh my god, that is so funny to watch everybody just like hate that there's the song going on again. She's like, <laughs> oh. I'm gonna do it yeah. better than anyone's ever sang it. <laughs> All the instruments that she played to, the soloing, but oh, not yeah. really yes! actually <laughs> doing yeah. just a mind job of playing music like had no it was a cartoon she was just playing yeah, didn't she play like a trombone at trombone, one point? trombone only for one minute yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and just wildly swinging the thing over like no so nothing close to what it would look like in real life but <laughs> no. exactly right for this like mime performance this yeah. like oh my god she's so good 
Is there anyone? There's no one who outperformed her in this movie. Is that do no? But that? we should also talk about the sister's husband because he's hilarious. Yes! Oh yes, so funny. <laughs> all his all his lines, they're all good. Like every yeah. scene he's in. Yeah, that's what uh, my my fiance Kristen when we were watching it, she was like, everyone has a bit. Every Everyone single person who came to work got to like do something, <laughs> do their bit. And yeah. the bit where where he's just off camera and he's like talking about the hose getting him oh, wet. Yes, <laughs> I as a kid always laughed and rewound that part, and I never really knew why. But I think it's the imagination of like what happened with the water. Where did it go? Love <laughs> yeah. But I would also suggest one of my other favorite characters is the old man in the band who plays the drums. <laughs> very intensively never <laughs> smiles one time in the whole film <laughs> and every time they keep panning I back to him and guy. he's just keeping the beat upstage <laughs> <laughs> oh that's incredible so uh uh all right that brings us to the end of our second segment which means it's time for another game this game is called trivial per hoot trivial In this, uh, I'm going to share with you all tidbits about this movie, The Wedding Singer, or another movie. Now, at the end of it, you're going to be able to, you're going to get a chance to guess what that other movie is. But for right now, all you have to say is whether it's this movie uh, uh, or a different movie. Got it? Got it. All right. Number one trivia is for Chris. Chris. Rotten Tomatoes gave this film a score of 69% based on 64 reviews. Is that Wedding Singer or the other? The other. Okay. Now, uh, Tracy, as of 2000... We don't get to know the answer? Not yet. You're going to find out. <laughs> oh, I no, hate wait. these okay. quizzes. No, no, no. All right. I'll do it this way. It's fine. <laughs> That was the wedding singer. It was not the oh, other movie. You got that wrong, and you're all on a team, so you got to work oh, together. Well, I don't want to be on his team. You got to be on Chris's team, Michelle. You got to be. This is a team building exercise. We are getting oh, right. this done. Oops. All right, Tracy. As of 2010, this is the highest-grossing Adam Sandler movie. No. No, the other one, not the wedding singer. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You've all just gotten one right. So it's 50%. Oh, exciting. All right, Alyssa. The trailer for 1999's Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace played in front of this movie. Star Wars fans bought tickets just to see the trailer walking out before the movie even started. Is that this movie <laughs> or a different movie? Um, I guess I'm just going to do a shot in the dark and say this movie. <laughs> It was the other movie. Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, so sorry. All right. Uh, Sarah. Yes. Carrie Fisher, Judd, and Judd <gasps> Apatow worked uncredited on the screenplay. Is that this movie or a different movie? Different movie. This movie. It was oh, this it movie. Was- yeah, I was thinking it was funny, people. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Fisher worked. She said she. Yeah, wanted- uncredited. Yeah. Ooh, she shit. wanted to work on uh, making the female character uh, reasonable and uh, want something. So- oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Heaven forbid they want something. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Uh, is it who hasn't gone yet? Me. Oh, Michelle. The budget was eighteen million. Huh? It grossed worldwide one hundred and twenty-three point three million. Was that this movie or a different movie? Say those numbers all again. Eighteen. A budget of eighteen million made worldwide one hundred and twenty-three point three million dollars. True. This movie, Adam this movie? Sandler, Wedding Singer. You're correct. Yay! Oh, all right. Now, uh, uh, who's the first to go now? God, Chris. I should have been able to fit, find a way to keep track of this. Chris, you guys trust me to do this? this yeah, is sure. Crazy. First appearance <laughs> of Rob Schneider in an Adam Sandler movie. This movie or a different movie? No, the other. He wasn't. He wasn't even in this movie. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> for, for one second, I was like, "Is he secretly in it?" I know. I had to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, who who was after Chris? Me. Okay, Tracy. Robert Smigel, voice of Triumph, the inf insult comic dog, appears as a character in this movie. Hmm. Is this this movie or the, a different movie? I'm going to say the other movie. All right. It was this movie. I'm so sorry. Oh. Uh, all right. This is anybody's game. This is the last question. If we get yeah. this right, you're going to win. we do it as a team? You Wait, have to do it one? as a team. So you have to decide okay. on the answer together. Okay. okay. All right. This film is included in Roger Ebert's most hated list. Is that this movie or the other movie? Oh. I, think, I think it's probably the other movie. I think I it's because other. clearly the other movie was so bad that like critics are walking out and like people can't forget that it was so terrible. And I don't yeah. think that's the reputation that this movie has. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think it's this movie. No, I don't think it's this movie. I think either. I know what the other movie is. Oh. So what's okay. your answer? Other movie. Other. It was other. the other movie. You won. Yeah. Yay. 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 All right. Now for a bonus point, anyone's game. What was the other movie? I think it's Grown Ups too. I think it, I was. Oh, I was just gonna say Grown Ups. Oh yeah. Ooh. Okay. What or were some of the things? Okay, I'll tell you them all again. Um. Uh. Uh. uh as of 2010, the highest-grossing Adam Sandler movie. Trailer for Star Wars Episode One played in front of it. Um. First appearance of Rob Schneider in an Adam Sandler movie. And oh. this film is included in Roger Ebert's most hated list. Waterboy. I feel like it's mm, oh. yeah, first appearance though. I think it's Waterboy. I think you're right. I thought mm -hmm. I was, yeah. I think Waterboy. So we got two votes for Waterboy. What do you think? Little Sarah? Nikki. Little Ooh. Nikki for Chris? <laughs> I was the I was the Waterboy vote. Waterboy, okay. Yeah. Alyssa? Oh my goodness. Um I think I'm the one who said Waterboy. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I hope it's right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just saying, I hope it's right because I think I started the train. I'm gonna say Little Nikki. Little Nikki, two for Little Nikki and three for Waterboy. It's yeah, Waterboy. It, yeah, it's oh. gotta be. Yeah. Oh, you got it. You got it right. So that means the whole team wins because when yeah, one wins, it's so, <laughs> so good. Now, uh, stick around. When we come back, we're gonna find out what everyone thought uh, on a puffer pass on the wedding singer right here on Let's Bogart with. All these people. Stick around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back. We're going to go real... Hey! We're, uh, we're going to do a, a, a puff.
puff or pass. Puff or pass. On this movie. And we're going to start with Tracy Hamilton. Tra- Tracy. I give it a puff. You give it a puff. What's your yep. reasoning? I think it was uh, uplifting and a silly fun time and uh, a great movie to smoke weed and watch. <laughs> I love that. Sarah, what do you think of this movie? Puff or pass? Oh, I'm going to puff, puff, puff. <laughs> <laughs> Triple puff. You thought I was going to say puff, puff, pass. No, I'm definitely puffing this one. It's, it's just one of my favorites since I was a kid. I got to I gotta puff on it. <laughs> Amazing. Alyssa, puff or pass? Yeah, I would say Puff. Um, it definitely is a heartwarming, uplifting movie that I feel like the whole family can enjoy. And I think even watching it in 2021, it's still kind of like a nice, fun movie to watch. Yeah, I agree. Chris, what do you think, buddy? Puff. All day long, Puff. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your reasoning? Uh, well, I mean, I feel like this movie is probably very dear to everybody who's on the show today mm. um so it's like it's one of those feel-good movies from like i guess your childhood or whatever and it's just a great film it's just like love love you know it's fucked up but love ah, love. <laughs> ah, love so good <laughs> michelle what do you think of this movie puff or pass i say puff with the asterisk as long as you can understand that there are some jokes that are a hair tasteless if you watched the movie and you laughed at every joke for what it was (laughs) i'm like you should be passing this movie because it's not good for you that's right you know there was just a few jokes that like to me took me out of it unfortunately like i'm we didn't really talk about it but when the punchline is just like he has to be fat. Yeah, this fat person. Yeah. Look at this fatty as a as a thick, curvy uh, mm-hmm. person myself. I was like, boo, we can't come up with any other punchline than like, oh, the fat person's eating. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't mean I don't like love the songs. Yeah, I love so much of the story. So I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a puff with the asterisks that like you have to understand that it's not all socially mm-hmm. acceptable anymore. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it uh so uh is this a good pairing what does everyone yeah. think white wedding with uh, a wedding singer yeah yes yeah, yeah good enough <laughs> <laughs> uh if people were uh smoking this and watching the wedding singer and they were not sleepy yet they wanted to throw on another movie to double feature what would Ooh. that second movie be tracy hamilton blast from the past I love oh, it. Such a good <laughs> idea. Oh, that's fantastic. That one also, if you revisit, uh, uh, requires an asterisk. Yes. But, <laughs> yeah. Or, but if you some, want to keep on the wedding theme, the yeah. wedding planner. Hey, <laughs> is that J-Lo? That's like J-Lo's best. Oh, J-Lo's best. <laughs> one of her best rom-coms. So, yeah. Love it. Alyssa. Um, like, Tu Wong Fu? Ooh, oh, yes. that's fun. Yes. I love that. Cool. That's a fantastic one. Yeah. <laughs> and still really colorful. It's a really yes. like, colorful movie. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Chris, what movie are you pairing up with this one? Are we doing double, double feature Adam Sandler? D- oh, I guess oh. we are. What are we watching? We're doubling down, huh? Oh. <laughs> That's tough. I guess I'm going to have to go with uh, poop, poop humor, Billy Madison. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you Stop know, looking just, at me, Swan. 
Exactly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> shampoo is better. <laughs> I made it silky and smooth. And there you go. There's <laughs> the, there's pretty good. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> oh, everyone's got to do it. Okay, Tracy, do your best Adam Sandler. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah. Uh... My name? No, I can't even do that. Oh my god! I've Alyssa. never tried to do that voice of oh his. My god, I've never please. been a fan. I don't want to yell. <laughs> That's the problem. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, cr- uh Chris. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Suntan lotion is good for me. <laughs> yeah. Chris. Michelle, let's hear it. No. <laughs> That's the most Michelle but, answer. But my, I didn't get to say my movie pairing. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yes, go ahead. And so I would double double down and I would do 50 first dates. Yes. Yeah, double double up on that Drew Barrymore. Yes. Yeah, because that gives me it leans into the like you see all the same characters, like you see Sammy, sure, you see all of like Adam's people, but yeah. now we've like taken a step up. Yeah. <laughs> I we got that. Rob Schneider in the mix. Yeah, yeah I can't do an Adam Sandler if I'm not like scream singing his songs. And I don't want to do that to the listeners, but just know I'll do it privately for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a tease. Maybe we'll make it a Patreon only exclusive. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the show, uh, which means we're going to try to do one last game and then we're going Ooh. to uh, call it a night. So this is a game called Can a you name the release date? Can you name the release date? <laughs> oh. really terrible. This, this has prices right rules. So every, Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh I'm going to give you a title of a movie. You're going to tell me the day it was released and you've got to get closest to it without going over. We're going to see who wins. Uh, All right. Um, Tracy Hamilton, what day did Billy Madison come out? Is this like year or like very specific? No, just a year. Uh, 96. All right. Uh, 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 Sarah, what year did Happy Gilmore come out? Uh, that I believe actually would be 96. I think that one's 96. All right. Uh, Alyssa. No, 96, 96, 96. 96? (laughs) Alyssa, wedding singer, what year? Oh my goodness. Um, 98. Chris, what year did the water boy come out? Oh, damn. Um... Give you a hint. It's in the twentieth century. Nothing happens to you if you get it wrong. <laughs> the stakes are a zero. They're absolutely. <laughs> Do you want my a- friend? No, sir. I think my internet cut out. Oh, sorry about that. We were we were were holding our breath. We thought that you were really thinking through what year it was that Waterboy. I thought you're. I thought you were gonna hit me with like the answers. No, no, uh, sorry, ninety five, ninety five, nineteen ninety five, and Schuster, Big Daddy. Mm -hmm. What year? Um, let's say ninety nine. All right, 
Let me tell you. Billy Madison was released in 1995, so Tracy, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was close. <sighs> Happy Gilmore was 96, so Sarah, hey! you win. Hey! Uh, Alyssa, Wedding Singer, was released 1998, so you win. Hey! Chris, Waterboy was released in 1998, so I'm oh. so sorry, my friend. I lose. But Schuster, you uh, uh, win a prize as well, because Big Daddy is 1999. <gasps> Yay! Oh. Winning! I think it's crazy that The Wedding Singer and Waterboy came out in the same year. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's not yeah. right. Waterboy I think was I kinda, like 2000. I think I yeah. kind of remember that. Yeah. Because yeah. they're so different from yeah. each other. Yes. And that it was kind of okay release. that they came out in the same year. Sure. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you all so much for coming on. Tracy, uh, where can people find you and how can they support you? Yeah, people can follow me on social media at, at Hamiltrace. Uh, and if you want to go check out my podcast, All About Happiness and Stuff, you can check out Love is Everywhere. You can get it wherever you're getting your podcasts. And it's fantastic. Thank I've been you. listening to a bunch of the episodes. And I'm rethinking how I think about the, the world and love and, and oh, I love that. my own mental Thanks, health. Daniel. It's very cool. Sarah, where can people find you online? Uh, they can find me on my rarely used Instagram. Um, <laughs> it's three underscores Barnes, B-A-R-N-E-S. <laughs> Love it. Alyssa, what should people be following? Um, that's a great question. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. It's stonefruit, uh, and the stone has a zero instead of an O. Love it. Oh. <laughs> Chris, where can people follow you and support you? People can follow me and support me on Instagram at Curtis.Danko. But if you wanted to check out some cool apparel that I'll hopefully have soon, uh, it's at your safe word, uh, you are for your, because I'm hip. <laughs> you are safe word. I love that. Amazing. Michelle, where can people find you? I am on Instagram at uh, Ms. MZ Schuster. And that's about it. Love it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being on. You all did so well. And uh, you all win uh, uh, something fun that I'll figure out. Love. Yay! Love. My Yay! undying love. I'm going to touch all of your butts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buds. That's it. That's the show. Thanks so much for tuning in to this very special uh, uh, edition of Let's Bogart all these wonderful people please go follow them on their instagram handles that they just gave you uh, uh give uh, if you haven't yet uh give let's bogart a follow on instagram too at let's bogart on twitter at let's bogart as well and if you want to visit the site it's daniel williston d-a-n-i-e-l-w-i-l-l-i-s-t-o-n.com slash let's dash bogart we'd love to see you over there uh, uh, if you want to help out the podcast, please sign on to Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us a, a rate and review. Each one of those helps us get the word out there and uh, gives us something to talk about. Um, uh, if you have any suggestions for uh, uh, games or movies or strains that you want to hear about, send it on over to there to comment on any of the posts. Love to hear from you. And a big thank you to Aaron Smith, the manager at Super at Summerhill. For helping this show come together. As you may have noticed, we've moved to our new release schedule, which is once every two weeks, but I've got some great ideas about what I'm going to be doing in between those to 
keep you guys uh, getting your Bogart fix every week. But it's not going to be a whole episode anymore. Because it's, uh, it's, it's hard. It's hard to do a podcast. <laughs> no, I'm so glad you guys are listening. I'm so glad you're enjoying. Um, thank you for subscribing and for uh, getting the word out there. You can tell a friend. Post about it on your Instagram or your Twitter or your Facebook or something. That'd be great. Although Facebook might take it down because this is about weed. Legal weed, but Zuckerberg doesn't care. So fuck it. <laughs> you hear that, Mark? Fuck you. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in, buds. I'm very excited to bring you a new episode in two weeks from now when we bogart once more. 